these things are important to address, these topics that we don't necessarily involve in everyday conversation, I think are actually more important than some of the things that we do always try to involve in everyday conversation. But whether that's something that we're ready for is a whole nother ballgame. <laughs> hello hello and welcome back oh my god it feels so good to be back and it feels so good to say welcome to season two of voyager curiosity um i hope you're doing well and i hope you're very excited for the season to come we're actually going to be getting some guests on the podcast this season so i hope you're as excited as i am for that um i hope you're doing well and i hope you've enjoyed season one and i hope you are liking the new changes around here there's not too many changes to notice you're probably the main one that you probably will have noticed is the cover art um the kind of display that you're seeing on your screen right now if you're listening to this while having the spotify or whatever app open um the kind of little cover art that you can see and the actual icon for the page the voyager curiosity page has changed as well i thought you know what new season new cover art new kind of aesthetic kind of layout thing um i love the old voyager curiosity art and everything like that and everything to do with that but i just thought you know sometimes sometimes we can do with a bit of a change a bit of a spring clean even though it's literally august (laughs) um but yeah i hope you're doing well and i hope you're very excited for this season to come i know i am there are a lot of exciting things to come some of which i haven't actually planned out yet so i should probably get around to doing that but I can for sure definitely let you know that we are going to have some guests on the podcast this season and that just makes me so happy to say. It's all a bit up in the air at the moment because um, A, I'm not sure about other potential guests other than literally one person. Um, However, I will be sorting that out for you because I want to be getting as much content as I can out for you. Um, And B, I'm not actually too sure how the whole recording process with other people is going to work yet because (laughs) it's a challenge to literally just get myself to record. Well, it wasn't the beginning. It's not now, but it was at the beginning. So once I figure that out, we will be getting some guests on the podcast and it's going to be incredible. So make sure you stick around for season two. And um, yeah, I'll let you know what we're going to be talking about in today's episode. So for the first episode of season one, I actually did a QA and a type episode where I basically asked um, answered some questions that I was sent in by um, my one of my good friends, um, Cosmic. You probably heard of her. She um, gave me some recommendations, um, and they've given me some. They gave me some questions in the first episode, and she's also given me some recommendations um, as part of the Voyager's Recommend section. So, very big shout out to Cosmic because she pulled through, and they gave me so many incredible questions for that first episode. Um, so. For the first episode of season two, I thought I'd keep the theme of answering questions, but I wanted to make it a bit deeper, and hence the title of today's episode, A Deeper Voyage. I thought we'd answer and address some deep topics and some kind of topics that you probably wouldn't hear come up in everyday conversation, probably will be discussing with some of my guests, but you probably wouldn't engage in a conversation about with somebody that perhaps you were just like standing in line with or you were waiting for something with or just like a kind of small talk conversation you wouldn't really engage in a conversation about but nevertheless I feel are important to address so today we're going to be going on like the title suggests a deeper voyage and we're going to be addressing and answering some deep questions and some deep topics 
so this probably won't be as long enough so I can't keep any promises because as you will have known in the past I do not keep promises when I say this will be a bit of a shorter episode and it ends up being even longer um this is gonna probably be I like I say I can't keep any promises but this is hopefully going to be a bit of a shorter episode just to start the season off and then we will kick off with some guests and I can't I don't want to tell you yet I will be announcing it before I record and upload the episode who the guest is but I've got one definite guest I want to get on here and she's probably listening to this right now and knowing who she is um I definitely want to get her on here because I feel like we just have so much to talk about not just because we're like the best of friends but (laughs) because um yeah she's just a very interesting person I just can't wait to have a conversation with her so I'm not gonna let you know who that is but I will let you know before I upload the episode who the guest is so without further ado let's go on a little bit of a deeper voyage Okay, so the title of this little deep conversation thing I found is Deep Conversation Topics. So we're going to, the kind of, they are questions, but they're kind of questions that would provoke a conversation. So I'm going to answer them and basically have a little conversation with myself to you, if that makes sense. So hopefully you want to listen to that. So the first question is, what is your biggest day-to-day challenge? Now, this is something that I feel not a lot of people talk about and not a lot of people tend to address their daily struggles and things that kind of kind of um kind of hinder them and kind of affect them every day and one of those day-to-day challenges I want to share with you is social interaction now this is probably extremely ironic because I literally have two podcasts (laughs) You're probably thinking, how on earth do you struggle with social interaction if you have been talking to us for more than 10 hours? I majorly struggle with social interaction and especially small talk and kind of holding conversation with people I've never really met before. Um, Social interaction can be a challenging thing for me sometimes. I am getting better at it. I do see self-growth in myself and I do think that I am becoming more confident um however it still is a daunting thing and it is something I do try and avoid at all costs because I um I have social anxiety I don't want to self-diagnose or anything but I do have social uh, I do have social anxiety um and any other conditions that come with that like I said I don't want to self-diagnose but I have social anxiety so social interaction is always a challenge for me and it's something I do like I said I do try and avoid at all costs where I can um it's the kind of thing where if you were asked to stay at home or go out for a party or whatever it would be I would always choose stay at home and that's not because I'm a boring person it's because well it probably it probably comes across that way to most people but it's the kind of thing that if I did go out and I did force myself into that situation I know I wouldn't enjoy myself so surely it makes more sense to just stay home and like know that I'm going to be enjoying myself or not enjoying myself but I know I'm gonna not be forced into a situation I wouldn't want to go in that's not to say I don't like being around people I do like being around people that I know like being around me but it's kind of the thing where I've been kind of misled and kind of used by people in the past so it has kind of wavered my opinions on what social interactions are and kind of when you lose trust with a person it's kind of it makes it hard to kind of put that trust in someone else for example if you've lost a best friend 
um, it's kind of hard to put the same trust into another one. But I am lucky enough that I have found those people that I can fully trust and I can enjoy being around and enjoy spending my time around. And I know that I would willingly want to meet up with and I know that I would want to spend my time with them. But when you've been kind of used by people in the past, it kind of it kind of changes your perspective on what a good time is basically and what a good social interaction and what a good conversation looks like so my biggest day-to-day challenge is definitely social interaction but i'd be interested to hear what yours are so um you know let me know in the comments on instagram in my uh, most recent instagram post or dm me whatever you want but yeah i'd be really interested to hear what yours are the next question, question number two, is do you find your work challenging and interesting? Now, there are several aspects to this question because I'm guessing you mean like a job in us in terms of work. Um, I myself have a job. I wouldn't say I find it particularly interesting. Um, it can be challenging at times, especially when you having to wake up in the morning and you really don't feel like it. It can be challenging then. Um, or like, for example, if you have a shift that's like only in the afternoon and you're like hanging around all day, it can be quite challenging to think like, what's the point in waking up today if like I don't have to go until like three o'clock? But um, in terms of schoolwork, which is another aspect of work in my life, um, I wouldn't say I find that particularly interesting i mean i find some of my subjects in school interesting because obviously i chose them because i enjoy them um whether i'm still enjoying them is a whole nother question (laughs) but um i do find them interesting for the most part for the majority however it can be kind of for example um i only have a half day on fridays when i was in school i only had a half day on a friday so i'd only have to go in for a lesson in the afternoon because i didn't have a lesson in the morning um so it was quite hard to like get up in the morning and think like why what's the point in today if i only have to be in in the afternoon it was just kind of like a wasted morning like i was only really i was just like hanging around waiting to go to school sometimes i would go in in the morning but it was kind of when covid hit that like um basically you'd you weren't allowed to be in school if you didn't have to be so you had to basically be at home or somewhere else during your freeze so I was just like sat at home for like three hours waiting to go into school so that was quite a challenging part I do find my work majoritively kind of I probably say 90% interesting 10% boring sometimes that can change sometimes it's like 70 30 but um and podcasting I find that extremely interesting I don't find it challenging like I say on the most part however it's probably about 80% interesting 20% challenging because there are there have been challenges I have faced for example coming up with new cover art was a big challenge for me because I was kind of like are people going to like it are people going to think it's as cool as the last one um is it going to appeal to everybody am I going to lose a certain like aspect of my audience or whatever um is it going to be as eye-catching for example um so that was a challenge to me um the whole recording process was a big challenge as well when I was first faced with it it was kind of like um do I really know what I'm doing like what what um what makes me be able to have a podcast and somebody else not be able to have one for example like um are people going to be interested in what I have to say are people going to be wanting to listen are people going to be listening all the way through but seeing the success of it has just kind of taken that challenge away and made me realize that I didn't have to be so hard on myself and I didn't have to push myself as hard as I was pushing myself because people will people will listen to me just ramble about anything like you are right now you're listening to me ramble (laughs) so yeah but that that 
that doesn't present itself as big of a challenge as it did before but I would say that I find podcasting work not very challenging and on the most part interesting so I do find most of my work interesting however I do find it a challenge but only at times. Question three is how often do you set goals for yourself? Now this is a very again interesting question. I try and set at least one goal for myself every single day because I think that that's important to kind of help me get through the day essentially. Um, I am a person that loves routine. I cannot basically live without a routine. If I don't know what I'm doing that day my brain just goes to absolute shambles and I just kind of break down and kind of melt down because I I just I just hate not knowing what I'm doing. I hate waking up in the morning and not knowing what I'm doing that day. It sounds probably kind of like weird to other people because other people would kill for a day off, but kind of day offs can kind of pre- present themselves as a challenge to me. Like for example, if I've been told I'm going to school one day and then school gets cancelled in the morning for whatever reason, I'm just kind of like, okay, what am I supposed to do now? For example, um, I actually tested positive for COVID about. I don't even know when it was. I think it was like the end of June, I think it was. Um, middle of June, end of June. I tested positive for COVID. Um, so that's why I took a little break from podcasting. Um, I tested positive for COVID and I was told I had to isolate for two weeks. Um, that was a very big change. And like I discussed in episode three of season one, I hate change (laughs) I cannot stand it um so being told that I had to stay at home for two weeks like I said because I hate social interaction and avoid it at all costs was not the worst thing to being told to stay at home because it was kind of like March 2020 it was just like that all over again but not not being able to go to school was a challenge because I was used to that routine and in self-isolation it was kind of like I was just waking up every morning doing the same thing I was kind of just like lounging around and not really knowing what I was doing where I was going what I was supposed to be like doing completing whatever um so that was that was kind of a um challenge for me and it was kind of one where I couldn't really set goals for myself because I didn't really know what I was supposed to be doing. But yeah, I do definitely try and set at least one goal for myself, whether that's just like drinking a certain amount of water, whether that's eating three meals a day, whether that's um, doing like a certain um, amount of exercise, whether that's um, taking my dogs for a walk, whether it's, you know, planning a podcast episode, recording a podcast episode, whether it's getting some schoolwork done. Summer holidays is a little bit different because obviously you're not given any, if at all, schoolwork. So it's kind of different when you get getting schoolwork done, but kind of um, after school, when I'd come home from school, I'd always set myself a goal to complete at least one piece of work that I'd been set that day. I'm the person that I say I'm that person, but I wasn't always that person, especially towards the end of the year, that if I was given homework or um, revision to do, I'd do it on the day I was set it because I hate leaving things to the last minute. I do it, but I hate leaving things to the last minute. Um, So, yeah, I do... I do always try and set myself at least one goal every day. Not like a really unachievable goal, for example, do like an hour of... uh, Do like three hours of exercise today and tomorrow. I won't set myself goals like that because I know that if I don't achieve it, I'll be disappointed in myself and I'll just feel even worse than before I set the goal. So I make sure they're achievable and reasonable goals. For example, drink eight glasses of water today and then I can take it off and I can feel good about myself. So I think it is really important to set goals. So I do try and set at least one every day. And then question five is, when have you given up on something? Now, I <laughs> I am very, very prone to giving up. And this is something that kind of contradicts my last um, 
answer to the last question which was um do you set goals and I was like mm, yeah I always try and complete my goals now um there are things I've given up on that I do regret actually um I'm gonna tell you about one thing in particular that I do regret um I played the piano for six years I think since I was six until I was around 11 or 12 so five or six years I played the piano for and it was something that at the time seemed like a waste of time seemed like something I was just doing as a chore something I was only doing so I could like put it on my list of special skills or whatever and I hated it towards the end and that's why I quit at first it seemed like learning a new musical instrument was a really enjoyable thing and I loved doing it but then towards the end it was just kind of a chore and it was like I was being I was like going home from school really tired I knew I knew I had to do like a half an hour of piano practice and it was just not enjoyable at all so I quit when I was 12 and you know, at the time, it seemed like the right thing to do. But like looking back now, and like um, there's still actually a piano in, my, in our dining room in our house because um, it's the piano I used to use to practice when I was um, when I played the piano, and it's still just sat there and it's just gathering dust and it just makes me really sad because. I still have the ability to like recognize the keys and stuff, obviously, because it's like riding a bike. I don't think it's something that you really lose, but I don't have the ability to like sight read as well anymore. So, for example, I'm not the kind of person that can just like read a piece of music and just play it immediately. I wish I was, but unfortunately I'm not. But I wish that I had like the kind of quick thinking and hand-eye coordination that I used to when I used to be able to play the piano because there are videos of me at like piano recitals and stuff and it just shocks me that like I was able to do that at one point in my life but now I'm like I can't even play the most basic pieces I'm like looking up like piano letters and on YouTube and stuff and it just makes me sad that um I'm not able to be as quick and as agilitive as I was before but you know um I think it probably was for the best because I have I have done other extracurricular activities since I quit the piano but it was something that it was something that did make me happy and looking back on it now it is something that was probably really useful to start so I have I gave up on playing the piano and it's something I regret to be honest with you right so there is actually 25 questions here but obviously I don't want to answer them all because I don't want to keep this too long so I'm just going to skip a few and I'm going to go for this one because I think this is quite an interesting one and it's how much time do you spend with your family now I currently still live with my family I'm 17 years old I will probably be either moving for university or just moving out in general next year um when I'm 18 so I won't be living with my family full-time for too much longer however the time that I have lived with my family has been an interesting one I wouldn't say I spend too much time with my family other than obviously the point that I live with them when I'm in my house I generally keep myself to myself because I don't want to dive too deep into this but I know that um it's kind of a one where um my family don't really take too much issue that I don't spend that much time with them we kind of all keep to ourselves where it's like um my mum and dad are downstairs and then like me and my sister when she's here are upstairs and it's kind of it's always kind of been like that it's not really a problem um obviously when we're out together we do obviously engage with each other and it is nice to spend time with my family sometimes but um most of the time it can just be a bit of a case of like um we don't really we don't really um we don't really see each other that much apart from the fact that we live together if that makes any sense um but yeah um it's generally my dad's at work most of the time so it's generally just me and my mum um my sister 
current my sister's moving out in a few days so uh, she won't be here full time for too much longer so it will literally just be me and my mum when my dad's at work but when my dad's off it's me my mum and my dad so I kind of am like an only child apart from the fact that I do actually have an older sister she's just moved out and she's not here very often so um yeah it is kind of like I'm an only child which you know I don't take too much issue with <laughs> but um yeah I don't spend that much time with my family I do prefer being with my friends to my family which some people might take as a horrible thing but honestly I think that family doesn't just have to be blood family can be the friends that you pick to be your family because there are friends that I do feel closer to than some members of my family and I do I don't think I don't think there should be a problem with that and I don't think that people should be so annoyed that some kids and some people aren't as close with their families as maybe others are because we all have different relationships and we all work in different ways and sometimes families don't work sometimes families don't work out and there's no problem with that because it's normal and it's just a part of life so I do spend quite a bit of time with my family but not as much as probably some other people do I've literally lost track of what number question I was on, but I've had to switch because um, I forgot that there were some questions on there that I didn't want to answer. So I've had to switch, but I've still got some deep questions that I want to be answering. So the next question, I've forgotten what number I was on, but the next question is, um, what could you give a 40-minute presentation on with absolutely no preparation, if I can speak? Um, I think I've already... I think I already kind of answered this question. I don't know whether I did, but I think I answered this question in episode one of season one. But um, I'll tell you again. And the answer is Ciencio. <laughs> um, Ciencio are a band that I hold very, very close to my heart and do know a lot about. Whether it's out of my own fault, definitely is out of my own fault. Because I have just spent like the past three years just obs- obsessing over them and just making sure I know every single thing about them and constantly updating myself on everything that they're doing and it's the kind of thing where I could literally like spout off a load of information at you without even having to prepare for it so a 40 minute presentation I could probably do I I don't want to say I could definitely do because I'm not sure whether I could definitely do it but I probably could give you a 40 minute presentation on CNT without any preparation. For example, like if you try and time, you know, okay, so we're on one minute and 23 seconds now. If I can talk to you for at least a minute about Ciencio. Okay, so Ciencio are a five-piece Latin American boy band who were formed in 2015, um, in December of 2015, on a reality talent TV show called La Banda, which uh, was produced by Ricky Martin and in association with Simon Cowell. Um, its members include Christopher Velez, Eric Biancolon, Joel Pimentel, well, extra Pimentel, Zavdiel de Jesus and Richard Camacho. Um, Richard is Dominican. He uh, was born in the Bronx, which is in New York, but he is um, grew up in the Dominican Republic. Zabdiel is from Bayamon in Puerto Rico, and he grew up there his whole life until he moved um, to try and support his family and audition for La Banda. Um, Eric was born in Havana in Cuba and moved to uh, Tampa in Florida when he was age 14 to audition for La Banda. Christopher was born in New Jersey and moved to move back to Ecuador when he was two, Loja, which is in Ecuador, when he was two years old. Um, and Joel was born in Hispera, California, and moved to Mexico when he was 
I think he was three years old and then he moved back to um, Hespera because that's where his family was. Um, Joel is the only member that is not first language Spanish. However, um, his Spanish speaking abilities are incredible. Joel left the band on May 9th, but officially May 14th of 2021 this year. Um, Christopher's the, I've gone over a minute, see I told you. Christopher is the oldest member, currently 25 years old, will turn 26 on November 23rd. Um, of this year and Eric being the youngest member who turned 20 on January 3rd of this year and he will be 21 which breaks my heart because he was literally 17 when I found when I discovered Ciencia <laughs> it's so sad um but yeah like I said I can literally tell you so much about them I could tell you more but I don't want to bore you so I could definitely give a 40 minute presentation on Ciencia without any preparation at all <laughs> Then these are kind of like deep conversation stars if that makes any sense so this next question is um what season of your life are we in right now? And now this is a this is a good question because I feel like I feel like everyone's in a different season. Like you could have two people of the same age, but they could be in a different season. I kind of shape it around a sitcom, if that makes any sense. Like a season could change, but you wouldn't even realize. Like you know when you're like watching a sitcom and you're just watching episodes like back to back, and then you'll switch from like season three to season four, and you won't even realize because the characters haven't actually changed that much. Like the storyline might continue, like it might override a season, for example. Um, one that I'm thinking of is um in The Big Bang Theory, which is my favorite TV show slash sitcom of all time. In the kind of crossover, not crossover, kind of transition from season 10 episode 24 to season 11 um episode one it's kind of a continuation because you have in season 10 sorry this is a spoiler if you haven't seen it but in season 10 episode 24 um sheldon proposes to amy and then you're left on a cliffhanger so like if you were watching that when season 10 came out you would have been like oh my god like what's gonna happen but luckily i was watching it like after season 10 and 11 came out so it was fine i could just continue it um and then you have the suspense and then it switches over to season 11 episode one and you've still got Sheldon down there on one knee and then yeah the rest is history uh, spoiler alert Amy says yes and they get married it's beautiful but um yeah anyway so that's the kind of thing I mean I mean it kind of like changes and sometimes there's like changes in my life that I feel like could impact me a lot but it, you don't I don't realize it in the moment and then I like look back and I'm like wow that actually was like a pretty significant change and like that happening was a big impact for me so overall I probably say I'm in around season four of my life I don't really know I mean I'm only 17 so I've still got a load of years ahead of me or well, fingers crossed anyway <laughs> but I've still got a load of years ahead of me so I'm pro I wouldn't say I'm in too early of a season however I wouldn't say I'm in like double digits definitely not yet so I'd probably say around season four maybe season five I don't really know probably yeah probably about season four and then this is the last question I'm going to answer because I said that I wasn't going to keep this too long and this is what is playing on your mind right now now I feel like this is a kind of nice way to tie things up so what is playing on my mind right now quite a lot is playing on my mind right as of the current moment um I'd say the number one thing is the kind of impending not doom because I don't want to put a down on things but the kind of impending kind of unknown nature of what I want to do in the future and this is something that I have meddled with a lot because I'm never really sure of like whenever whenever anyone says to me like what do you want to do in the future I never have one definite answer and I just always say like I don't know purely because that is the truth I'd just rather be honest and say like just make something up and then somebody asks me more questions about it and then just not have like answers to it because it's made up so like when 
um for example like this time last year I think it was there was like this um there was this form that we had to fill in and at the end it said like put like your three top um career interests in it and I couldn't even think of one never mind three I have ideas of like things I'd like to do in the future but they're not definite and when I've talked to like my parents about them in the past they've just said like they're not realistic and you know that just kind of puts me off it altogether because I have had so many like different career prospects and stuff in the past that it's like unbelievable like I literally could have worked in like every single sector of work but the fact that I don't know what I want to do in the future and I can't definitely see myself doing anything in the future is kind of scary I'll give you like a couple of things that I'd like to do and I'll kind of like run you through like how certain I am that I still want to do this so the first one that I'm like most leaning towards is a secondary school teacher um specifically teaching either Spanish or geography now this is because um a reasons I got um a's in my a levels i got my a levels results uh the day before yesterday and i got uh, a's in my both my as level results oh that's a little bit that <laughs> i didn't update you on actually um i got my um well when i started recording this i couldn't have told you but i'm recording this on a different day now like i said so um when i received i received my a level results on tuesday it's currently thursday when i'm recording this on tuesday the 10th of august um i received my a level results now i'd already had them because we had these things called provisional grades which were like basically our real grades but they weren't for definite they were basically teacher approved grades and then they had to be sent off to the exam board and then the exam board came back with my official results if you will um and I got two A's and two B's which I was honestly over the moon with I know that's not like the best that um some people will be getting but you know I was happy with I was over the moon with it to be honest I was really really happy with it because um my predicted grades were four B's so to get two um actually over my predicted grades was honestly incredible to me and the two results that I did get A's in were Spanish and geography so and they're like two of my favorite subjects anyway so I was really really happy that I got those grades in them um secondary school teacher is kind of the most realistic and kind of probably most probable for me for the reasons that I enjoy both those subjects I enjoy being in like a school-based environment and I hate change so like going back to school would probably be like a nice kind of um continuation like not going into a different workplace I know obviously I probably will have to at some point but kind of continuing that same environment would be nice to me because I hate change <laughs> and then yeah um another probable another like possibility which I still am like wrestling with because I'm um, I haven't got the details like 100% worked out yet is I'd love to be an RSPCA officer um not an animal care like assistant or whatever they're called but like the officers you know the ones that like go out and like rescue animals and then they're like in charge of like inspections and like writing reports and stuff um there was actually like a pretty interesting like career um like thing I'd seen on their website that was like you can basically be um it's called an RSPCA journalist so you're like you'd write reports you'd write like interviews you do interviews you go out and do interviews you go out and uh, speak to people be in public you'd interview people about different like areas of like working with the RSPCA um charities you go out and organize like charity events and stuff and I thought that was a pretty cool idea because um journalism seemed like a um interesting career option for me so um but that's like one of the things that my mum has said to me like in the past like it's very competitive it's quite unrealistic because if you don't get there then like you'll always need something to fall back on etc etc and obviously that's true but 
I think if you're enthusiastic about something, then, you know, go for it. You might as well go for it. Um, And then the final one is, like, something that, like, is (laughs) probably the most unrealistic out of the three, which is um, I'd love to be a director. Now, this has always been kind of on the back burner for me, I guess you could say, because I've just... I mean, I'm demonstrating, like, my love for it to you right now. I've always loved... um, directing things I've always loved um just like editing and just like being interactive with like technology and just like using my like directing skills there's actually an ambulance in the background right now I apologize but um I've loved like just directing and like film-based stuff and like media and everything to do with that like in the past and it's just always been kind of it's just always been a very very big interest I apologize the ambulance is all going away but um but it's always just been a really big interest for me and I've loved like making like film trailers and like movies like mini movies and stuff and like um analyzing the like cinematography and stuff and like tv shows I watch and like documentaries and everything like that I've always just found that side of things really interesting so yeah I kind of I kind of went off on a very big tangent there because this recording six minutes long um but yeah I think that the kind of uncertainty of knowing what I want to do in the future is something that's playing on my mind right now and has been playing on my mind for quite a while <laughs> right so I think that that's where I want to finish the podcast today because like I said I don't want to keep this one too long it's only a little introductory episode it's only a little welcome to season two that kind of thing and then we can get started with interviewing some guests and getting some interesting topics flowing and stuff like that so um yeah I hope you enjoyed today's episode today's episode one of season two um and I hope you're excited for everything that's coming to season two I know I am so I hope you are too um in the meantime make sure you're following this page and make sure you're following the Instagram on the Twitter which are both VOC podcasts with two t's for more updates and recommendations reviews question boxes i really do appreciate everyone who like fills the question boxes in it just means a lot to me to like hear from uh, you guys and see what you think um use the hashtag voc podcast um to tweet your recommendations any questions you might have live reactions because i love seeing i know one of my friends does this like they always dm me um their live reactions and it really makes like makes me smile just to see that like she's listening along and like they're enjoying it but yeah anyway um she'll, she'll like dm me like as they're listening to it and like tell me their reactions so if you want to do that just like tweet your live reactions and stuff and use the hashtag vsv podcast so i can see and uh, like what you're thinking as you're listening to it i think that's a really cool idea but you know it's their own <laughs> but yeah um, and make sure you're following this page on spotify if you still see it says follow at the top make sure you press it so it says following so you can be notified every single time a new episode is posted um make sure you go ahead and i will link it in the description make sure you go and follow my other podcast as well there will be an episode to that coming soon as well uh, that's called the tunes that changed me and it's all to do with music and reviewing albums artists um everything like that and we will be getting some guests on that as well um so make sure you're following that page as well um and yeah I hope you've enjoyed today's episode and in the meantime, stay curious.